wrestling fans of all ages, shapes, sizes, genders, and everything in between. It is time to go to war and be the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the revolution. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy. What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashek, the founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. What's going on, guys? It is I, the one and only Quiet Riot himself, Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Greetings, one and all. This is your Prime Minister speaking, your favorite Canadian Mr. Fret. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the and Great from the Game Changer Podcast. If you're looking for a network that keeps wrestling real, then you've come to the right place because you're listening to you are listening. To you are listening to you are listening. Then you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening to what is going on, everybody. This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Now enjoy the show. Are you ready? Podcast here. Welcome to episode 265 of the YLP Podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Friday morning. Well, you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are. And world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. This Friday, man, it's another your work week. Congratulations to you. I know some of you are still at work right now, and that's perfectly fine. But what better way to kick off your weekend, or at least get you through the uh, mid-morning doldrums, than with a brand spanking new episode of Light the Fuse, where we talk about this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Talk about the top five focal points from this week's episode. Get you prepared for next week. And everything else in between before we get into the festivities. Y'all know I gotta pay the bills around here. Y'all know I gotta talk about some things. Y'all know I gotta talk about my Teespring store over at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash young lions. Well, young dash lions dash perspective. I'm sure I said you all correctly. Renew revamp store. Same everything. Brand new look, brand new everything. Makes it a lot easier for you to. Go about getting you some YLP merch for this fall and winter. And y'all know Black Friday is coming up in, honestly, about a month away. Thanksgiving is coming soon. I know uh, for all the baby squad out there, y'all already had Thanksgiving. For that, I am jealous. But for us Americans, of course, Thanksgiving is coming soon fast and quick. And what better way than to kick off your Black Friday shopping than getting yourself some dope eggs. YLP merch, not only for yourself, but maybe for a family member, your boyfriend, a girlfriend, maybe for a little little young cub, you know what I'm saying, as we got merch for men, women, and of course the young cubs out there, little ones, as well as accessories like coffee mugs, tapestries, beach towels, organic tote bags, socks, and everything else in there, of course leggings for the ladies, 
tank tops for the fellas, you know, that still, you know, want to be guns out. Sun's out, guns out, season, my apologies. Getting every, I got everything for you, that you needed. Everything that you need, of course, for patrons. For all the patrons out there, 15% off every single time you check out using the code that we have provided for you as being a member of the Patreon family. Let's talk about Patreon a little bit later and how you can be a part of the Patreon family. Again, new, new, new everything. Of course, two new items. Without question, I gotta mention those before we get back into the fun. Uh, the premium V-neck tees for the ladies. Because as, as much as we love y'all, all kinds of nice in our hoodies, uh, long sleeves, and our t-shirts, um, sometimes we don't want to share. And uh, V-necks are a thing of mine. It's a staple of my wardrobe. And, you know, whenever the future Mrs. YLP decides to try to take my V-necks, I would say, nay, nay. Nay, nay, darling. You can get yourself some, your own YLP V-neck and represent the YLP movement as you should, darling. <laughs> Got them in six different colors, all different sizes. So make sure you check those out and possibly pick yourself up one, as well as the YLP face mask. Uh, we know in quarantine times, uh, there's so uh, businesses in place that still have, by CDC recommendation, allowed must you must are required to wear a face mask or face covering entering the building. So why not only represent the YLP movement, but make sure you have your face covering on as well, and you're doing it also for a good cause. It's $14.99 for the face mask, but with every sale of said face mask, a dollar is actually donated to a nonprofit to help the uh, to help prevent. Uh, the hunger problem that's been going on in our nation with children. Um, I am an uncle of three, uh, two nieces and a nephew. I know where the next meal's coming from. Um, I know when you know they're going to be able to, and they're going to be able to eat without issues and all that good stuff. But there are some children across the country and across the world as well that are not uh, afforded that uh, satisfaction. Um, they do not know where the next meal is coming from, and a lot of schools right now they're in lockdown. So, and some schools do. Uh, they usually provide breakfast for the children, which uh, does help uh, in their motor skills and the like. Unfortunately, that schools are locked down right now in virtual learning. So there are some, uh, there are a good amount of children out there that unfortunately aren't getting a very nutritious meal um, throughout their day. So we here at Athletic Radio always support a good cause. Um, and like I said, with every face mask, not only are you making sure you take care of yourself, but as well, but also ensuring that you are providing uh, help to those in need again with every sale of the face mask a dollar is donated to a nonprofit to help prevent hunger in with the children across the world so make sure you head over to the teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash young dash lines dash perspective get you some merch today for the fall and winter season get some for black friday get get that christmas shopping rolling again teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash young dash lines that's perspective and if you're a patron, 15% off every single time you check out. Head over there right now. Well, not right now, but actually you can right now while you're listening to this episode of the podcast. But let us get into this past Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite. And I got five major points here that I want to discuss on the discuss on this episode. Discuss. There was no disgust from this episode. I'll tell you that right now. This was my kind of episode, and as we're heading into full gear, and we're almost two weeks away from the final pay-per-view of 2020 for All Elite Wrestling, they are now heading in, they are now in full gear, um, getting into the pay-per-view, and I want to start off, of course, with the most important thing we should take away from Wednesday night's episode, and that is Eddie Kingston 
and John Moxley are officially facing each other for the AEW World Championship at Full Gear on November 7th in an I Quit match. Not only is the match going to be insane, because we already know I Quit matches are absolutely bonkers, uh, go back to Mankind versus The Rock at the Royal Rumble uh, many moons ago, but the smack talk between these two was heavy. This was huge. This was insane. Um, this was just so heavy. Really, really just blew me away with what with their promos on both sides for Moxley and for Kingston. And I think I think I remember saying this after Kingston faced uh, Eddie uh, Eddie Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, uh, a few months ago for the TNT Championship that they need to sign this man. And there was a campaign for uh, I believe it was a hashtag sign Eddie Kingston going around in the Twitter in the wrestling Twitter sphere. And thank goodness AEW uh, heeded our words and were really adamant on getting him. And they signed him to a deal with AEW. And he has really shown up and shown out, forming the family with him, uh, and, uh, Penta L0M, Ray Phoenix, The Butcher of the Blade, and now The Bunny, as it happened on AEW Dark on Tuesday night. Um, I believe it was uh, Penta L0M versus QT Marshall. And out came Eddie Kingston and said, I have something of yours. And out came the bunny returning as a heel. Thank goodness, because that whole storyline with her and Brandy Rhodes was kind of. Yeah, that was one of those. That was one of those uh, storylines where you were just I was not a fan. Going to put that out there right now. Not I was never the biggest fan of the Nightmare Sisters. I knew it kind of was going to be something, you know, of like a failure. And when you really think about it, we all knew it was going to be pretty much like that. So that's kind of how I felt with that. But now they are back in the swing of things. The bunny is back with the butcher and blade as she should. But I gotta get, I gotta talk about this. These promos, man, they absolutely killed it. So they, after Dynamite went off the air last week, they kept the cameras rolling. And this was right after the, uh, when Kingston attacked Moxley after his matchup with Lance Archer for the AEW World Championship. So he grabs him. So this is what you want, huh? Big bad John Moxley. Ladies and gentlemen, boo me all you want. But this son of a bitch sold out. You said to me the day you signed your contract to the land of entertainers. I ain't got to tell you who it was. You know who it is. That the inmates were going to run the asylum. And you left it all behind. You met your beautiful wife. But I was screwed over and over. I would die for this sport. Because it's what I love. None of them were there. He had Ray Phoenix and Penazero. Uh, L0M sit Moxley up. King Kingston making Moxley look at the uh, world title belt. Look at it you son of a bitch. Enjoy it while you can. I'm going to make you quit this business. You made You made quit. But I never did, you son of a bitch. You'll pay for leaving me us behind. And they made it official right after this promo had ended that at AEW full gear, it was going to be Kingston. Ooh, let me take a sip of coffee here. Mm. Voice was a little parched there at the moment. My apologies. And they made it official for uh, world the world championship at full gear. It was going to be an I quit match. Between Kingston and Moxley, we got the rem- we got the uh, reply from John Moxley. He said, 
When Eddie Kingston signed a contract with AEW, nobody was happier about it than me. Because nobody understands better where he came from. What he has grinded through for the last 18 years. I love Eddie. I keep my circle tight because true friends are hard to come by. I love his honesty, loyalty, and integrity. But he doesn't know. I don't know this Eddie. This bitter, bitter, miserable, whiny, entitled Eddie who thinks I own something. I will not apologize for my success, for buying my mom a new home, for spending thousands of days on the road, running my body into the ground, Also, my family can have a better life than I ever did. Through all these years, no matter what problems you created for yourself, who always had your back? I was proud to share the ring with you on September 23rd, but the aftermath embarrassed me. You're defending, I never tapped, I never tapped. No, you didn't, because you were too busy blowing snot bubbles and going to sleep. So, let me make this real simple. This ends November 7th. Full Gear's I Quit match. You will verbalize it in front of the entire world as I beat and torture you. Either I get my friend back or I end you. That way, finally, when things don't go your way, you will only have yourself to blame. Now, I believe Eddie Kingston responded right after that. Mox! <laughs> Hold on. I got to wipe away the tears from laughing so hard. Before I get to you, I'll go to my family first because unlike you, I don't forget my people. Penta, Phoenix, they're in a tournament against each other in a matter of moments. This is before the uh, Phoenix uh, Penta, uh, Penta L0M match, which we'll talk about uh, later on in this segment. In a matter of moments, and will show us all why they're the best to ever come out of Mexico and the best ever. Then there's Butcher and Blade. The beautiful bunny back by their side, ready to knock out all the other teams in that fatal four-way to then take on FTR. And after those guys, guess what? They'll all want to make phone calls to their old bosses and beg them to take them back. Speaking of old bosses and entertainers, let's get a little reality here. Everything you said was true, but I had to turn that way. I had to become a bitter snake and a liar and this and that. Do you think you can face yourself in the mirror now? You think I can face myself in the mirror now? No. I hate who I've become. But I had to become this. I had to become someone who gets under your skin. But my ends justify the means. When I wasn't playing the game that way, I got nothing. But now, I got a World Heavyweight Championship shot in an I Quit match. I never quit nothing. And I won't quit on November 7th. You and I are going to go to a really dark place. But that is where I live. Shit. That is, those are heavy words. Very, very heavy words from champion and challenger. And this was probably, I even said it on Twitter on Wednesday. This was fantastic. Not only did we get, like, we got the aftermath of AEW Dynamite last week. And then that dope promo from Moxley. And then the response from... I can only imagine what they're going to do in the go-home show. (laughs) In a couple weeks. I can only imagine what they're going to do in the go-home show. This is going to be absolutely bananas, y'all. My my, my brothers and sisters of the YLP universe. This is going to be bananas. I can't wait. I can't wait to see this matchup. I was kind of thinking... what A couple weeks ago... I was kind of thinking in my head, after Archer, what's going to be next? 
what are they going to do for a full gear if they have Moxley defend the championship? Kingston was always lingering around, though. And then I put two and two together. I'm thinking, they're going to do Moxley Kingston again, aren't they? Because in a sense, Kingston never tapped. It was never a, a full-on decision. Whew. I have to say, this was probably some of the best stuff, promo-wise, I have seen all year. This was fantastic promo work by both Moxley and by Kingston. Story, you have a story behind it, a friendship that either may be obliterated or reconciled after an I Quit match. I Quit matches hit so different. We've all seen plenty of them. I've seen a good portion of my in my day, and I know, know for a fact that you've seen some of yours. But I Quit matches are definitive. You quit in front of the entire world. You gave up. You had nothing left in you to continue. Safe to say this match could end up being a possible match of the year candidate. I said, I think I believe I said that on Twitter. This could be end up being a match of the year candidate. And this was well done by both men. And I can only imagine what they're gonna what's gonna what they're gonna do over the next couple of weeks. It's gonna be in fucking sane. Now, let me get into some uh, World Title Eliminator Tournament action. Ladies and gentlemen, the YLP universe, the cleaner, Kenny Omega, has finally made his presence felt in all elite wrestling. The World Title Eliminated started on Wednesday night. We had the matchups, Cole Cabana, Hamming Page, Wardlow, Jungle Boy to kick off uh, this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Ray Phoenix and Pencil L0M versus Ray Phoenix. And Hangman Page, who was supposed to face Joey Janela. But we found out earlier in the day that Joey Janela got pulled from AEW Dynamite on Wednesday night from Fightful.com. Joey Janela pulled from AEW Dynamite due to COVID-19 exposure. Replacement set against Kenny Omega from Carlos Toro. Um, now again, this is from this is from Wednesday. Do do do. Joey Janela won't be wrestling. Wasn't going to be wrestling on AEW anytime soon due to being exposed to someone who has COVID nineteen. AEW announced that Janela has been pulled from upcoming AEW shows as a result of the exposure and will only return upon clearing the company's COVID nineteen protocols. AEW stated that Janela's exposure to the person who had COVID-19 was at an independent wrestling show, though said show was not identified. It should be noted that AEW has not stated that Janela tested positive for COVID-19. Janela was supposed to face Kenny Omega in the first round of the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament on tonight on uh, Wednesday's Dynamite, but that is no longer the case. As such, AEW announced that Sonny Kiss would replace Janela in the tournament and will face Omega on Wednesday's show. No other matches have been altered as a result of the move. And that he did. And that, now, we hope uh, with uh, Janela that um, all is well, that he tests negative, and that everything goes out the way it's supposed to. And, you know, again, you know, I'm, I, don't, I don't get political on the show. This is not, this is not the place, nor the time. But, um, you know, I will say one thing and one thing only, that the, that the virus is real. Uh, it is a, uh, what I like to call a, uh, more severe version of the common cold, uh, depending on who actually uh, gets contracts the virus, uh, depending on who you are. Me, myself, I'm 32 years old. 
I'm in relatively decent shape. Um, weighs 239 pounds at the very moment uh, when I weighed myself. Um, I take I take vitamins. I take vitamin C gummies, which are quite delicious. Uh, I also take a flaxseed oil. I take vitamin D, a one-a-day vitamin, uh, zinc, and uh, uh, two tablets of calcium, calcium citrate, magnesium, and zinc uh, almost every day when I actually remember to do it. So I try to stay in fairly... Uh, relatively good shape. The more in shape you are, the better off you're going to be. The healthier immune system as much as possible. So I'm a su- so my thing was I think Janella. I mean wrestlers for the most part, if you're unless you're like a you know deathmatch kind of dude, um, are usually in relatively good shape. But I mean it can can you can contract it. It's not, I, I I do say I do believe that it's a thing. Viruses are a thing. But if you are taking care of yourself uh, in the proper manner. And, um, you know, if you have, you haven't had pre-existing conditions, you may, uh, uh, deal with it a little bit worse off. Um, but if you are taking care of yourself, um, as you should, um, I think with this whole pandemic going on that I think it's a wake up call for a lot of people to actually start taking care of themselves. That's, that's how I see it personally. Um, and if you're not, I would say there are a couple things you can do start working out, start walking, a little bit of cardio never hurt, you know, uh, I have a smartwatch that uh, tracks my steps every single day, um, I, uh, during my work days, I try to go for 15,000 15, steps a day, uh, that includes also working out, um, on the weekends, I try to, I try to hit, try to go for at least 8 to 10k, uh, in terms of steps, I, like I said, I try to take care of myself, and I think this was a big wake-up call for a lot of us, and, this kind of, you know, show that, you know, if you take care of, if you're taking care of yourself and you boost your immune system, I mean, yes, if you contract the virus, you know, and if, and if you're relatively good health, um, you may just, you know, have a, you know, may, maybe feel a little sluggish for a few days and then you'll be able to beat it. No problem. You'll be immune and you should be okay. If you have pre-existing conditions, it may, you may suffer a, hopefully not the worst fate of all, um, but you may, it may take a little longer for you to heal if you are actually taking uh, proper precautions and taking care of yourself. So, unfortunately for Janella, he may, he may have been exposed to someone who had it unknowingly because there are a lot of people uh, who may have had it or asymptomatic may not know that they actually have it. So, that with that, the replacement for Joey Janella was Sunny Kiss. Getting back into uh, Mr. Omega... We finally saw the uh, new and improved cleaner. And for, for all you uh, New Japan stands out there, y'all know who the cleaner is. For those of you who don't know, the cleaner Kenny Omega debuted uh, as, as a new member of the Bullet Club, I believe back in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, good times. When Bullet Club was fired. Because I came into the fold uh, with New Japan in 2016. Um... No, 2015 actually, because of uh, Ada Styles being because of Chico Okada. So I've been a rock. I've been a do. I've been around since 2015 with New Japan. Um, 2016 was when uh, Kenny came into the fold as a new, the newest member of the Bullet Club, and um, came in as the cleaner. And over the next couple of years in New Japan, boy started churning out five star matches like it was his day job. Like it was just like check, you know, clock in, ding dong. And ding dong, hello. And uh, I'm going to turn out a five-star match real quick. Excuse me. Done, we're out. But the way they introduced this man was fire. You know, Sunny Kiss, of course, uh, doing her entrance, doing her thang thang. Um, may I say, 
the fact that you, it, I gotta, I gotta hand it out to Sonny. I am not the most flexible man in the world, and I don't claim to be. But that is some flexible ass shit when you can do a split on the ropes. Just gonna put that out there. Hundred percent, no cap, real shit. Do you boo boo? I do your thing because I can't do no split to save my life, and that shit will probably hurt like a motherfucker if I ever did. Just gonna put that out there. But then we get to Kenny Omega uh, with uh, Justin Roberts announcing him coming out. He is the Triple A Mega Champion. The the uh, PW uh, PW Top 500 number one wrestler in the world from 2018. I think he had one other announcement uh, that they had, but they, I forget they didn't have this year. And the man's defy the Wrestling Observer's five star system seven times. The cleaner, Kenny Omega. Um, even has the cleaner girls who are adorable. I am just a man. I am merely. Just a man. Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars cheerleaders. Yeah. As the cleaner girls coming out with the with the uh, with the one two step with one piece bikini, one piece uh, bathing suits with the, uh, with the brooms, looking all cute. Out comes Omega. All good. New music, new earth thing. Does this thing thing. Uh, gets in the ring. They shake hands, showing sportsmanship. I'll put it to you this way. I was putting out a tweet, right? Because I was about to I was about to talk shit about him flexing. I was like, oh, like we get it, Ken. I was about to say, what was I about to say? We get it, Kenny. You can flex. <laughs> Big flex there, homie. All right. Yo, you you drop that flex over there. You mind picking that up for me? Uh V trigger from Omega. One winged angel. One, two, three. We out of here. Large oof moment for a sunny kiss. Ooh. And they did it right. They did this absolutely correctly. A lot, I know there are a few people who I know, uh, and one Patreon in particular, we're not going to say the names. We're not going to name names, but uh, that person knows who uh, who that person is. And uh, we're going to leave it at that. Ha-ha. Um, but, of course, we had the meme of him just sitting there just... You're... If you remember SpongeBob, if you remember the SpongeBob Kid meme, same thing, Kenny Omega face. It's like, yeah, I did, yeah, I do this, yeah, I, I, I hit that. One, two, three, we out here. Okay. God damn. <laughs> Woo. It took me to make a tweet longer than the match was, and uh, shout out to my homegirl. Uh, at Phoenix AEW. If you don't follow her on Twitter, you need to because that that lady, that woman, knows her shit when it comes to AEW. Follows the uh, Being the Elite saga over on YouTube. Very, very, very smart woman. Uh, I really am uh, proud of the fact that uh, she follows me on Twitter on one of my other, on my old uh, Twitter that I handle that I use for my uh, for the YLP podcast, but now that I use a uh, new handle. And um, shout out to Andy Nemedy, uh, Nemedy too, uh, for the follow. Much appreciated, my dude. He's also a great follow. Uh, yes, they go together. Um, they are Boothangs, Shalaka Boobang. And they are awesome. They are great followers on Twitter. And she said the same thing I did. Pretty much she said, yeah, by the time I finished my tweet, this match was already over. I said, I was, I was about to say that same exact thing. Same thing happened. Um, this, they did this perfectly. Absolutely perfect. And it was well done. And they did it just right. Get Kenny in there, show him as the new new face, the new heel, 
and bang, 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 skeet, skeet, we out here. After the matchup, of course, um, you know, showed sportsmanship, being a bit of a dick, um, you know, raises, kisses hand, very sarcastic, very cleaner-esque, and I fucking loved it. This was literally, if you did not see cleaner Kenny Omega in 2016, 2017, 2018, uh, I would say more so 2016, 2017 was literally his heyday uh, over in New Japan when he was the cleaner. Uh, that boy, woo, goddamn, um, fire, just absolute fire. And he was putting out bangers. And now Kenny Omega, the cleaner, is back. He is full heel. I love it. And if you don't like it, hey, this ain't the place for you. But goddamn, he nailed this. Um, I will come out and say this right fucking now. There is no other person that needs to win this tournament but Kenny Omega. That will pretty much make my decision for AEW Full Gear quite quite easy on November 6th. Um, and, that will, of course, that will be the preview predictions for uh, AEW Full Gear on that Friday. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get to that point. But it makes my, uh, it makes my uh, future uh, prospects of booking very simple, in my head at least. But, yeah, Kenny Omega, there's no way you can tell me Kenny Omega is not going to win this tournament. Of course, we already knew that Kenny Omega Hangman Page was going to be the final. We kind of knew that, but I knew that they were, you know, they were going to make this a very interesting road for both guys. But Jesus fucking Christ, there is no way you can tell me Omega is not going to become a, the next AEW World Champion. I, I I know back many months ago I said MJF is the next World Champion. I got it wrong. That's fine. So if we're not going to give MJF the belt just yet. The only other person that I think could take it, and I think this would actually make the most sense in the world, I'm giving it to Kenny Omega. There, with the cleaner gimmick, this screams heel world champion, and it makes all the sense in the world right now. Kenny Omega needs to get this belt. Kenny Omega, give the man his belt. Give that man the strap and let him run that shit. I'm telling y'all, if you've not seen this version of Kenny before, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to be in for a wild fucking ride. Excuse me. But my, oh my God, this, this. Telling y'all, this man is about to run fucking roughshod all over AEW with this gimmick. Because you kind of now are starting to steal heel bucks in a sense. And now we're going to see Heel Kenny. Man, y'all ain't ready. Y'all are not ready for this. Y'all are not ready for that jelly. I'm telling y'all right now. But we shall continue on. Penta L0M and Ray Phoenix may be brothers. But when it comes to becoming the number one contender for the AEW world title, all belts were off. And they produced a banger of a match on Wednesday night. Dare I say, I said this on Twitter, if you guys follow me on Twitter, at YL Perspective. This is a lock for Honorable Mention of the Year. Lock to be in the running. This is not Honorable Mention of the Year by any means. I'm not proclaiming that. But I would say this is at least a solid lock to be in the running for Honorable Mention of the Year. This match blew the fucking roof off of Daly's place. These two came out and gave us match of the fucking night. Definitively, match of the night. I was going to say it on Twitter. I was going to wait until the end of the show. 
but this 100% was a match of the night. They were doing shit I had not seen. What was what was the one move I saw? Holy shit! Not the flipping super steiner. That was that was crazy. Um, not the super Spanish fly. That was that was bananas. That was fucking oh shit. Um, what was it? Where's the, where was the power bomb spot? trying to see where it was at because i know it wasn't towards the end it was like in the middle that was fucking all right the second half of the, the second half of this match alone was fucking once they started doing the chops and shit that's when shit got crazy um this was just lucha libre persona five but it was fucking let me see uh sling blade that was crazy um enziguris that was dope flipping super steiner that was bananas um where is it? Where is it? Where is it? That was all oh, it was nuts. Okay, here we go. So after the uh super kick and Phoenix and went for the cover and got a two count out of that. Um they start going for the chops. Uh Phoenix was in the corner, slips out, gets Penta into the buckle, super kick by Penta. Um Phoenix gets stuck, unfortunately. Penta goes up top, Phoenix fighting back. Um Phoenix then goes up, hits the super Spanish flag, gets a two count out of that. Um Eddie's going bananas, crowd's going bananas, chant, fans chanting AEW. Um, Panda's daring Phoenix hit me more. Phoenix shaking his head. Panda dares him too. Uh, Phoenix goes at him, manages, manages to pop up, pops him up, pops him up. Phoenix does a flip do right into a power bomb. What? Huh? Pop up, flip dude right into a power. People, ah, man, whoo wee. Ah, mmm. Mmm. Mmm, Fire. Just thinking about it just make, it makes, makes my back hurt. Whew. Right into the dark arm bar, right after that, right after the cover. Phoenix writhing in pain. Penna hesitates. Penna wants to finish him, but he's, that's, his, that's his broski. Fans are divided, but Penna says, I'm sorry. I am sorry. Cero. Miedo. Runs off the ropes. Phoenix hits around. Somehow hits a Tilt a World Destroyer, which was fucking nuts. Gets the cover. And gets the victory over his brother. Honorable mention of the year. Absolutely. And I honestly want to... I'll put this out there right now. I will say this right now. Right now, they are the leaders in the clubhouse. This possibly could be match of the year candidate. It's right in that territory. Of course, when I break down everything and I write my matches and everything... Which is going to be fuck oh fucking hell. This is going to this is probably going to be probably the hardest ones I've done in almost in the, in the almost two and a half years I've done this shit. January actually January will be two year, two and a half years since I've been doing this. It's pretty sweet. Um, so let's, so in the close to two and a half years I've been doing this podcast, this will probably be the hardest top ten list for matches of the year I will probably ever do. When I see matches like this, when I see shit like this. That is insane. This match was 
gold. Straight gold. Brothers, first first round of the, this was this was this is legitimately a match of the tournament so far. I don't know how the semifinal matches are, are going to pan out in terms of how like they set the bar for this entire tournament. I think when AEW, if AEW does matches of matches of the year for this year, this match will easily be in the top five, top three possibly. This match was, and this was on the AEW. This wasn't even on pay per view. This was a free. This was a free match we got. I mean to tell man, WWE main roster wishes they could have matches like this. Well produced, well thought out, banger from beginning to end, banger. Commentary was going nuts. Eddie Kingston was going nuts. Crowd was going nuts. I'm going nuts. Makes for a great match. And now in the semifinals, we have Ray Phoenix t- taking on Kenny Omega. And on the other half, we have Hangman Page who defeated Cocabana taking on Wardlow who beat Jungle Boy to kick off uh, AEW Dynamite this week. That's going to be hoss shit. That's going to be Cowboy shit versus Wardlow. And I know Tony Khan don't want fans being cursing and shit, but we we over here at the YLP Universe uh, in in the War Realm, uh, we over here say cowboy shit because it's about to be some cowboy shit versus some uh, I'm better than you and I'm gonna beat your ass shit. My my apologies to uh, children uh, thirteen and younger who do not need to be hearing these words. Make sure your kids are not anywhere uh, <laughs> uh, in this program. But my God. This is gonna be nuts. That, that that was that was the match of the tournament, and that set the bar probably for the rest of the for the remainder of the tournament. That was insane. That was wow. That was just wow. Well done for both men. I I was so happy, so so happy about this. And now we shall move on. A lot of good things came out of this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on the things into focus. Let us get into the tag team situation for a moment. On November 7th, we're finally getting the AEW World Tag Team title match we've all been wanting and waiting for. FTR versus the Young Bucks is going down at full gear, ladies and gentlemen. Young Bucks winning the number one contenders fatal four-way on Wednesday night against the Butcher and the Blade, Private Party, and the Dark Order. Good, really good main event. Really good main event. I liked everything about it. Everything they did was great. Uh, the Butcher and the Blade, I swear, they are going to be uh, ones to look out for for the remainder of 2020. Private Party, you already know what it is. And Alex Reynolds and John Silver, I think they're going to be low-key, uh, a low-key team to watch out for for 2021. I think the more we get to see Reynolds and Silver together, um, this is going to be really, this is going to be one team I'm really excited for. I mean, I know you have uh, Grayson and, uh, and uh, Evil Uno, and I love them as well. And that fatality finisher is fucking money. I loves it. I need more of that, and I would like to see more of that. But I really like Reynolds and Silver here. I really like these two. I think ever since they, the beginnings of the Dark Order started to form, um, Reynolds and Silver have really come into their own. Uh, but the backs, I still remember their backstories and everything. You know, they were teaming up beforehand. And uh, the whole in the hotel room, Reynolds sees the whole Dark Order deal. Silver sees like, everything good, man. 
yeah, 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 I'm good. I still remember that. That was in that, just them becoming part of that. That was fantastic. I was really thoroughly pleased. And I've been thoroughly pleased with all of them as of late. So, so pleased with everything they have going on with this. I was, I'm just, just wowed by um, everything that's been going on with the uh, team as of late. So I think 2021 is going to be a really good year for them. You know, I really, I really do think that, you know, these two teams, that team is going to be going to be something that I enjoy. I think these two teams, the Butcher and the Blade and and, uh, Reynolds and Silver are going to be two of those teams where in 2021, they start, they start vying for uh, championships. And that's not, and that's not a bad thing. You know, with the with the depth of the tag team division, um, with what you've got with Private Party, with the Blade, Butchering the Blade, with John Silver, with the Hybrid Two, with FTR, with the Young Bucks, um, with the Best Friends, with Santana and Ortiz, that depth is going to help them out big time. You know, that depth is going to help them out a lot. So. I'm I'm really happy for them. But, you know, the Young Bucks FTR has been one match we've all been waiting for. We knew it was going to happen eventually. I haven't saying, you know, I, I, I talked about it. It's, if it's, it's going to happen, it'll happen at full gear. If it's going to happen, it'll happen at full gear. And now we are going to be getting it. Um, So FTR, we're, we're at commentary for the matchup. And they're saying it's finally time. You know, they go into the ring with a couple of beers and say, uh, say cheers to the congr- uh, challengers. The Bucks slap the beers out of the way. They don't want none of that shit. In comes someone with a chair. I already pretty much know who it was. Pretty much knew who it was already, but we'll talk about it in a moment. Uh, chair shots didn't really do much. <laughs> uh, FTR attacked the Bucks. Uh, Matt goes down. Nick fights a little bit longer. Uh, FTR gets and drags Nick into the corner. Uh, they get him set up for the mind breaker. Uh, or Mystery Man helps him out. Hits the super mind breaker. They start mugging Matt. Put a leg around um, the chair around the foot of Matt, um, uh, Mystery Man, and uh, Cash Wheeler uh, and Dax and Dax uh, Harwood um, hold him, hold Matt down. Cash Wheeler goes up, stops the chair, messing with hurting the ankle of Matt, and of course it is revealed that Tully Blanchard was the Mystery Man at ringside uh, doing uh, the uh, bell ringing of all things. So Matt keeps trying, keeps tries to uh, tries to fight them, but uh, Nick and the referees keep him back for his own sake. And now we are on the road to getting um, FTR versus the Bucks. And now we started this road. Now we've started the story between these two, and um, this is going to be good. Now we now we get a couple weeks to help build it a little bit more before we get to full gear on Saturday, November 7th. I'm ready for it. This card is shaping up to be really good. Because you got to think about now. You got what? Moxie Kingston for the world title. You got uh, the TNT Championship between whoever whoever wins coming out of uh, Orange Cassidy and uh, Cody Rhodes taking on Darby Allin. That's going to be really cool. And we're starting to see more and more of the card shape up. So, you know, this is really going to be good. And FTR and Young Bucks is one of those matches where it's just like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to see this shit. 
you know, this is going to be a banger. And we'll see how everything goes going into the next week. Um, we've got a couple weeks left before we get to this matchup. But with the Bucks, you know, now they're going to have to deal with can Matt go? Can Matt actually be able to compete with the, with the injury that he sustained from FTR? We'll see how that works. But this is going to be quite exciting. And to see what the next chapter of these two teams is going to be. Because now we have the match we want. The match we've been wanting to see for some time. And to round out the top five focal points, and I kind of saved this one for last because I knew y'all were going to want me to talk about this, and that is Le Dinner Debonair. I said on Twitter, I don't know whether it was going, people are going to be saying either they were confused by the entire thing or they were going to enjoy every second of it. Now, usually when it comes to segments like this, like the one we had with MJF and Chris Jericho, I'm not the biggest fan of that. Now, to me personally, this segment was enjoyable. And one of the it was one of the highlights of Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite. Let's not get that twisted at all. Here's the thing, though. Here's how here's my here how my mind is working with this. Like I said, usually I'm not the biggest fan of these these uh types of deals, but but I'm not going to front. This was enjoyable. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed for for what we got out of it. This was very well produced. You know, funny, still keeping up with the, you know, uh, hatred, the building hatred of MJF and Chris Jericho. Because I, I slept on it. I really did. I slept on it. And then, of course, I actually called out of work today. Uh, I actually been recording this on a Thursday, so you guys know. Um, took a bit of a mental health day. Wanted to get myself sorted out. Get everything sorted. Get my mind right. So I got a little bit of extra time to actually have breakfast and mull on this. Because this is literally something I'm, like, things I do at work. I mull on shit <laughs> while I'm working. And this was one of the things I was going to mull on. So when I'm thinking about it now... I enjoyed the segment. I did, you know, even with the whole Rat Pack deal, you know, I got into it. I was like, okay, but as far as building it, I'm not going to be, you know what? Like I said, usually I would get mad. I get kind of mad at segments like this, but I'm actually going to be, I'm actually okay with this. I'm actually okay with it because of the fact that in a sense, this does help build towards the, Inevitable MJF versus Chris Jericho. Whether if that happens at full gear, fine with me. If this does, fantastic. I would be grateful, greatly would be grateful and greatly appreciate the fact that they did this. This segment was well fucking done. I'm not gonna front. This was this was a well done segment. Let's not get that twisted. This was enjoyable. I, I'm gonna keep saying enjoyable because it was enjoyable. And I I'm actually okay with it. I'm perfectly fine with it because of the fact that. This eventually will lead to MJF versus Chris Jericho. Again, I don't know if it's going to happen at full gear. Uh, we'll see what happens next week because we'll talk about uh, what's going to be going down next week for the AEW card uh, in the next segment. But, you, like I said, usually I would hate this. I would be a hater of this. I would hate every bit of this. But for what we got out of it, still, 
this builds to the inevitable matchup between Jericho and MJF. And that's what matters most. You know, with the whole back and forth of, you know, I want, you know, 20 ounce, you know, you know, going tit for tat with the porterhouse. Um, you know, Jericho wanted a nice little medium well steak. I ain't mad at that. Um, MJF, of course, I believe he said, I believe he wanted his, yeah, he wanted, he said, well done. And I'm like, bruv. Um, sir, I know you're in your early twenties, but I'm telling you, well done. Um, in Texas, we'll get you killed. And, um, MJ have then changed the order to medium and then they go, uh, bloody, and then they go rare, pretty much trying to one up each other. Now, once they got past medium, uh, medium rare, uh, I was like, nah, y'all good. That's nasty. Ew. Um, what is it? Rare. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah. And then, of course, the back and forth. Uh, discussing the uh, Inner Circle Town Hall meeting next week. You know, getting, you know, trying to cut through the bullshit. So, I mean, overall, I'm not going to get into it because if, if you saw it, you saw it. And I would say, honestly, go back and watch the segment for yourself and let me know, and let me know what I email. Um, and I'll give you my email address at the end of today's episode. Uh, what you thought about this episode, because I know this is one that's going to be really talked about. You're going to either hate it or you're going to fucking love it. Me personally, I'm good with it. I, I liked it. I did enjoy it across the board, and I'm not going to be mad at how everything went down because this does further the storyline. Between MJF and Chris Jericho, that's pretty much the best part about this is that we're furthering the inevitable feud between the two. They just went about it in a way that I'm sure a lot of people either hate or love, but that's going to conclude like the fuse for this week. Any comments, concerns, opinions, thoughts, what you thought about this week's show, what you thought about my thoughts, uh, send me an email over on my Gmail at younglinesperspective at gmail.com. Also leave a voice message on anchor.fm slash Wrestle Addict Radio or anchor.fm slash Young Lions Perspective. Leave a comment over on ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. Donate a couple shekels my way if you do so choose. When we come back, I got a bit of news. Um, Jim, Jim Cornette's uh, thoughts about this. Uh, Chris Jericho revealing backstage uh, details about the segment. And uh, we'll discuss what will be going down on next week's episode of AEW Dynamite for episode 265 of the YLP Podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. So, you're going through your closet, trying to figure out your outfit for the day. You're looking, you're looking, and that's when you realize, in that moment, you have absolutely nothing to wear. Well, you can always make sure you have fresh threads every single day of the week if you head over to our Wrestle Attic Radio Teespring stores. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Your favorite professional wrestling podcasters have their own separate Teespring stores to complete your outfits from top to bottom. Looking for an accessory to carry around your cell phone and wallet? Why not pick up a fanny pack from the HBIC collection? 
Looking for something to keep you warm during the fall and winter months ahead? Get yourself a hoodie from the Delight Collection or a fleece blanket from the King Ricky Rose Collection. Trying to pick up a last minute gift or maybe just a birthday gift for the little one? Pick up a onesie from the Game Changer Collection or a kids or toddlers t-shirt from the YLP Collection for all the young cubs out there. And don't forget any of the other items from the Kings of the Rings, Fretzelmania, and the original Wrestle Attic Radio Collections as well. So whether you're looking for a coffee mug for that fresh cup of joe, a tank top to show off the guns at the gym, or a comfy pair of socks or leggings, we've got you covered from top to bottom with our Wrestle Attic Radio Teespring stores. Go to teespring.com, search for Wrestle Attic Radio, and fill up your wardrobe today. What is going on, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager here at Wrestle Addict Radio. And if you have some time on Thursday, each and every Thursday, I want you guys to check out my show, The King's of the Rings podcast, where we cover all the news that has been in the boot inside and outside of the ring, from WWE to AEW, all the way over to New Japan and Impact Wrestling and beyond. That's King's of the Rings podcast each and every Thursday, exclusively on WrestleAddict Radio. solutions.com let your voice be heard y'all i want to know what you're thinking i want to just know where your thoughts be at with this week's episode i would like to know create a dialogue for all of us Ooh, excuse me that's either here nor there though and actually i just want to check my while i'm doing this i want to actually check my email and see if anybody actually sent me any uh emails i don't want no bullshit like we had last episode that was a weird uh, moment there. All right, nothing too crazy. Again, yeah, just you know, send me an email. I want to know what you guys are thinking about it. So our little dialogue action, we'll get that going there. But before we get into the little bit of the news that I have for this episode of the podcast, y'all know gotta pay the bills and all that good stuff. And this segment is, of course, brought to you by our Patreon over on Patreon.com, Patreon.com forward slash WrestleMania Radio. Seventeen cents a day, as y'all know, doesn't get you jack squat in this economy. 17 cents a day can get you exclusive access to our page. It's a beautiful thing. Of course, 17 cents a day can get you to be a part of an exclusive group chat. Uh, talking with patrons such as Kavita, Quarantine J, my brother from another UK mother, my main man, Jermaine Lang. Shout out to you, Pepper. Of course, the big homie Slack and all the other patrons that we have in our group chat. As well, you'll be able to talk to all the members of Wrestle Act Radio, including myself. Uh, I pop in there from time to time, and uh, see, and it's popping. We always talk about something. Usually, talk, well, 
good thought, uh, good lot uh, about Thunderdome, uh, old wrestling shows, all that good stuff. So you be able to talk to us actually on a personal basis is pretty cool. Uh, like I said, I enjoy it, and you get to talk with all the patrons over there, and we're trying to build that movement up. So yeah, it's, it's a nice little community that we have going on there so far. Also, you'll be able to listen to shows that you won't hear outside of regular Wrestle Addict Radio programming. Shows like Love and War, shows like Francis Bay 5, and of course, my podcast, the, uh, the Secret Files podcast, where you won't know what the topic is until you press play. And I'll, be, I'll definitely be doing something in the month of November for sure. Uh, I'll probably be doing something while I'm on vacation, actually. I'll probably be doing a thing or two with that. So we'll see how all of that goes. Um, I got a lot of things I want to talk about, uh, particularly everything that's been going on with uh, this month so far. So I'll be discussing all of that for sure. Um, as well, as well, you, I think this is the best part. It's the best I think you can get bang for your buck for seven cents a day. An exclusive code that I talked about uh, in the last segment that'll get you 15% off your your choice of products, whatever you get on. Uh, on our Teespring stores every single time you check out. Exclusive 50% off every single time. Man, that'll definitely go a long way if you're planning on doing some Black Friday shopping over at our Teespring stores, preferably mine. Uh, Teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash Get that swag merch. Get that merch for the young clubs. And uh, anything else in between, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what I'm Every single time you check out, 15% off every single time. That, I think, is fantastic value across the board for $0.17 cents a day. Equating to $5 a month, head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleAddictRadio. And please do join the Patreon movement. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash WrestleAddictRadio. Consider being a member today. So let us begin with, let us end the show properly with some uh, news. Let me get my professor glasses on over here. My professor reading glasses that I bought for six bucks at my job. Okay, that works. From mandatory.com slash WrestleZone, Inner Circle Town Hall, several matches set for next week's AEW Dynamite from Anthony Nash. Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite is over, but next week's is also looking to be another big one, as the company has already announced some of what fans can look forward to to checking out next week. So here's what we got looking forward to. Um, do, 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 do. Alongside a match between Tay Conti and Abaddon, next week's AEW Dynamite will see two semifinal matches for the AE, in the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament. Hangman Page and Wardlow will take on each other in one of the matches, with Ray Phoenix and Kenny Omega participating in the other contest. Also planned for the night is a return match to the Lumberjack match between Cody Rhodes and Orange Cassidy with the TNT Championship on the line between two of the bigger superstars in all elite wrestling. Finally! An inner circle town hall meeting will occur with the topic being whether or not to have MJF join the inner circle. This is actually a, a very solid card for next week. I'm very I'm very surprised that they would actually have uh, most of the card already set up and actually letting us know, letting us getting in on it. Hmm. Of course, the town hall meeting will be a very big thing. I think this, is, this will definitely help uh, further along the feud between MJF and Chris Jericho. Uh, Rhodes and Cassidy, Lumberjack match for the TNT Championship. Um, winner's going to be meeting Darby Allen at 
full gear for the TNT Championship. So that's to be a very interesting uh, matchup. I believe that stemmed from John Silver, the the Madman himself, uh, talking about uh, their match before um, Coco Banda faced uh, Hangman Page and uh, before their tag match uh, with Orange Cassidy. They have they, they don't like Orange Cassidy. Not a big fan. Not the biggest fan of him at all. So that kind of prompted AEW to have a lumberjack match out of absolutely freaking nowhere. But I'm okay with it. And plus, there must I think there must be a winner in this matchup personally because of the fact that we need to know who will be facing Darby Allen for the TNT Championship at full gear in two weeks' time. So that should be a fun matchup. Take Conti versus Abaddon. Uh, apparently, Abaddon is number three. Uh, the number three contender right now for the AEW Women's World Championship. That's quite interesting. And, um, of course, the semifinals of the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament. Um, I think they'll probably start... How I think this is going to go down in terms of how they're going to break down the show. The town hall meeting will probably be the main event segment. Uh, That will probably... Because that's one of the bigger things that they have going on in terms of feuds and storylines on there. So I think that will end the show with the town hall meeting. Uh, Cody Rhodes, Orange Cassidy will probably be in the second hour. Tay Conti versus Abaddon will probably be in the first hour. And I think one of the world title eliminator matches will be in the second hour. If I'm picking what will be in the second hour, I'm going to go with Phoenix versus Omega to be in the second hour. Reason why is because, yes, Omega had a squash match uh, with Sonny Kiss, and that pretty much ended in like 15 fucking seconds. But I think after the match we saw with Phoenix and uh, Penta L0M, this match shapes up to be an absolute banger. And I think that will probably, in their mind, they're probably thinking in their heads, if we got what we got from Phoenix last week, or should I say this past week, pair that with Omega, that is going to be insane. I said on my onset on Twitter, stylistically, these two matchups make the most sense. Um, Hangman Page is a big boy, and I think him and Wardlow stylistically kind of work well together. And this is going to be a very hard-hitting big lads matchup. And I know how I feel about the big lads in professional wrestling. They go at it, they go at it like it's no none of their damn business, and they just get pissed off and just go ham in the paint. Phoenix and Omega stylistically also works because Kenny Omega can work that proper style with Phoenix. If if the if the two were switched. I think the matches would be good, but not as good stylistically. You pair this, like I said, stylistically, this fucking works. The pairings of the two, the two matches we're going to get from Page and Wardlow and then Omega versus Phoenix is going to work. And it's going to really pay off for both guys. And I'm going to, of course, y'all know I'm choosing Page and Omega in the final uh, for full gear. That's just pretty much math, simple mathematics there. But we're going to get two very solid semifinal matches. Um, yes, the final is predictable, but I think they're going to make it as believe, try to make it as believable as possible that Wardlow and Phoenix have the best shot to derail the inevitable final that is Page versus Omega. And surprisingly, the storyline between these two has worked quite well ever since Page and Omega dropped the tag team championships to FTR back it all out. I was very happy. I've been very happy with the storyline. Um, the way they subtly turned Omega heel. Uh, has been absolutely fantastic. They didn't do it by him attacking Hangman. They did it by just pretty much saying, I'm done. I'm done with being a tag team with Hangman. Fuck Hangman. 
Uh, I'm gonna do my thing. I'm gonna go about my shit, and then that's that. It, that that's y'all can suck it. So this is this has been well crafted and very well done. So I'm very pleased with um, how they've really built up the storyline between Paige and Omega. That will and have its proper conclusion at full gear. Whoever wins the tournament. Now I've said now I said in the last segment, Omega needs to be the number one contender. I think with how they're doing the cleaner gimmick. Uh, and having it return, I think it's only it would be only right to have Omega win this tournament, and then him going after John Moxley or Eddie Kingston for the AEW World Championship. It only makes sense at this point to have Omega win. Um, pretty much, I'm giving one of, one of my predictions for full gear in a couple weeks. But I think, it, like I said, it just makes the most sense to have Omega win this tournament because then you get a possible return. Uh, possible feud between Moxley and Omega, harkening back all the way to Double or Nothing back in 2018, for those of you who remember that pay-per-view. And um, I believe that was the Omega Janela. Uh, yeah, this is the, yeah, that was the no, that was the no holds bar match. What was it? It was the un, what do they call that word? Damn it, I'm really upset right now that I can't remember the actual word right now. Unsanctioned match, there we go. The unsanctioned match between Janela and Moxley. No, was it Moxley? No, it was, um... No, it was Omega and Janela. Unsanctioned. So that was fucking... That was absolutely fucking nuts. And, and, that, and yeah, of course, because Moxley made his debut in AEW. So, that is the... So, that was the prelude, and now we're gonna get the feud between... that Possibly get the feud between Moxley and Omega. Um, we'll see how everything shakes out at full gear, and from there we will go. But there's... The semifinals are gonna be a huge focal point. Um forward next week as well as the inner circle town meeting town hall meeting um which will, i think will lead to a possible mjf chris jericho match at full gear speaking of mjf and chris jericho from wrestlinginc.com chris jericho reveals backstage details about his late dinner debonair segment with mjf this is from joshua gagnon chris jericho came out after lat after wednesday's aew dynamite i want to make sure i say it correctly finished up to talk to the live crowd. Jericho thanked the fans for coming out to the show and spoke a bit about his musical dinner segment with MJF. Jericho revealed AEW had about 22 minutes to spare before his and MJF segment aired and were up until 2 a.m. that morning getting it filmed. The reason for MJF and Jericho meeting up was initially to determine if MJF will join the inner circle. While that wasn't decided at dinner... AEW announced uh, next Wednesday will feature an Inner Circle Town Hall meeting to decide if MJF teams up with the fash faction. As noted, Alex Bonello, an actor and Tony Award-winning producer, congratulated the two wrestlers for their song and dance. Uh, if you're reading the article right now, uh, you can see it in the video above. Um, one of the fans that was there actually talked about uh, has video of uh, Chris Jericho um, speaking with the crowd and all that. I'm not going to play it here. Um, but you can go check it out for yourself reading this article at WrestlingInc.com. See if they have anything more of the article. That was pretty much it. But yeah, 22 minutes to spare. And they, I mean, that's pretty cool that they uh, really took a good amount of time to be able to um, get this. And they stayed up till 2 in the morning to get it done the day of the show. That must have been a pain in the ass to edit. Especially day of. Oh, man. That is some crazy shit. So that's pretty cool that they were able, uh, you know, thanking the fans, speaking about the musical dinner segment, 
all that cool stuff. So that's really cool that they were able to get it done. And that's, and unfortunately, I mean, that morning, that's pretty, uh, heavy. Uh, I'm sure they did a lot with the, uh, the segment itself, practicing the set, practicing the segment, uh, getting the, getting the song written and all that stuff. So, uh, kudos to Chris Jericho and MJF for getting it all done and kudos to the production team as well for getting it all sorted out day of show. And we will end the show this week. We'll end the week. Um, for the YLP podcast with a article, an article from sportskeeda.com. And of course, y'all, I saw this all over Twitter. Jim Cornette takes possible shots at AEW's controversial dance and musical number. A lot of people were saying, waiting for Jim Cornette to speak his thoughts on this dot, dot, dot. This is from a near bond. Jim Cornette is known for being a wrestling traditionalist, and his opinions are often controversial for the extreme criticism that he can level at stars. AEW has often come under criticism from Jim Cornette, and he has spared them no space for the manner in which their shows differ from his views on what wrestling should be. However, there are still some wrestlers in AEW that Jim Cornette does not hate, and in fact, seem to admire. While FTR's Dash Wilder... Really? Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler? Come on now, get it right are certainly two of them. Another wrestler who has consistently received praise from uh, Jim Cornette, I'm sorry, is AEW's MJF. However, following this week's episode of AEW Dynamite, Jim Cornette did not spare MJF's feelings as he took to Twitter to let his thoughts on the MJF and Chris Jericho dance number be known. MJF is known for being a heel and sticking to his gimmick at all times, and Cornette has praised him in the past. Jim Cornette even called MGF State of Wrestling Address the best seven minutes in AEW's televised content. And this is what he said, and I quote, but this was even good for him. Now, saying about the uh, the segment, that uh, State of Wrestling Address, it was seven minutes and he never stopped and it didn't get old. He didn't flummox anything. Great delivery. All the things you expect from MGF verbally. Tremendous content. The inflections. The facial expressions. I can see why my Twitter blew up. Did you write this for him? No, I didn't. I don't know if I could have written it this good. I certainly could have not, could not have delivered it like this, end quote. On this, on this week's AEW Dynamite, Chris Jericho and MJF broke out into a song and dance number suddenly during their dinner, seemingly something that uh, Jim Cornette or the wrestling fans were not at all happy about. Jim Cornette made his displeasure apparent in this tweet. This might not be the last time that fans hear from Jim Cornette about the segment, quote, I'd like to issue a public apology for being wrong. You know about who. Suffice to say, I'll not be complimenting any current wrestlers again. Even if they display talent, potential, they'll inevitably sacrifice self-respect and go to the mud show route to get along with their playmates. And quote. Wow. Again, a lot of people on Twitter were waiting. For Jim Cornette's comments on this. I saw this up and down both of my timelines on Twitter. To say I'm shocked. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not shocked that Jim Cornette would actually hate this. Again, I say in the, in, uh, in the last segment, I wasn't mad about this. You know, as long as it ends to the inevitable match between MGF and Chris Jericho, I am perfectly okay with this. Um... I remember, I think it was JD from NY206 that said, this is probably the best produced, like, this was so well produced, this was well produced to the point where any of Raw's segments were just garbage. That is also true. But, you know, this was more well produced than anything 
what was that? What was I'm trying to I'm just paraphrasing here. This segment was more well produced than anything Raw produced in any segment they had on their show on Monday night. And I don't watch Raw, and I'm not gonna be. And I'm not. I'll, I'll definitely take his word for it, for sure. Um, a man like Jim Cornette, who was high on MJF, saw the segment and said, "Yep, not gonna compliment any current wrestlers ever again." Um, now, what I didn't know about was that MJF actually was in a high school acapella group. Um, I actually didn't know that, and that's pretty. So that under, that shows his. Uh, singing chops, which is pretty damn cool. So, um, can't be mad at that, for sure. Am I surprised by what Jim Cornette said? Am I surprised Jim Cornette would say something like this? Not really. Not at all. Uh, this is not even an issue to me, personally. We know Jim Cornette was going to wild out. Um, we knew he was talking about MJF and Chris Jericho. So this is not that much of an issue. If you didn't like it, you didn't like it. If you loved it, you loved it. If you liked it, you liked it. I'm okay with the segment. Like I said, as long as it leads to an inevitable match between MJF and Chris Jericho, this then did exactly what it needed to do. Some people would say Jim Cornette's wrong in this case. Some people will agree with Cornette 100% wholeheartedly. Not that much of an issue. Sacrifice saying that sacrificing self-respect and going to the mud shows a bit much for my taste, at least, even though I am a very, very opinionated person, very, very loud, brash, and unapologetic, as you all know, as being Mr. YLP himself. But even for my taste, going to the mud show route to get along with their playmates, Cornette, you may be wrong on this one, Chief, but A, you know, everyone's opinion to you know. What was it? What was the line that Fabulous said? Opinions are like assholes. So who gives a shit? On that note, that is going to conclude episode 265 of the YLP podcast. When we come back, we're going to close out the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for episode 266 of the podcast going down this Monday. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 265 of the YLP Podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for taking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. If you guys want to find me on my social media, I have a multitude of platforms I'm actually on. I'm actually on social media. Starting with the Twitter, Twitter sphere, you can find me there at my new handle at YL Perspective. That's capital YLP Perspective. I do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite every Wednesday night. Smackdown Live every Friday, unless I have a prior obligation to attend to. I'll let you guys know prior to the episode going down. Every WWE Live pay-per-view, every AEW Live pay-per-view, like I'll be doing before full gear on November 7th every NXT and NXT UK takeover special and of course when it's 3.30 in the morning and I go to the bathroom and I can't seem to go back to sleep on a Saturday morning I do live tweeting for New Japan Pro Wrestling as well if you guys want to find me over on Instagram the mothership and hub that everything that is YLP I can be found there at 
Young underscore Lions underscore perspective, updates on shows, memes, all that good stuff. 60 second thought videos. Y'all can find it all over there. Send me your memes. And if I like your memes enough, I'll actually post it to my IG page. Tag every member of the Rest of Life Radio family in it and give you your 15 minutes of pure magnificent excellence. If you want to find me over on Facebook, I am still there, even though I kind of want to do it about nine months ago. But bees with bees. But if you want to find me over there, I can be found at Young Lions Perspective, all one word. Or you just simply search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Like the page, share the page, and for damn sure, make sure you follow the page. We have over 100 followers over there, and I thank every single one of y'all for your continued love and support. And the good thing is, all my Instagram uh, posts go over to the Facebook page, so you'll be able to get all the posts and stay updated with everything that's going on with the podcast as well. Follow me on all these platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend. Tell a friend about the YLP podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the alt texts, Gavin Parler, all minds, all that good stuff. Make sure you hit a friend up in the DMs. Send it through a text message and make damn sure you can use Facebook Messenger as well. Because, you know, in these quarantine times, we here at WrestleEdit Radio want to provide the best content possible, give you the best value of entertainment after a hard day's work. After a long day of doing what it is that you do, we want to be here to be that grandma hug, that warm solace to end your day or to continue your day and all that good stuff. Because not only do we want to be the cure for the common wrestling podcast, but we want to be 100% undisputed without a single doubt or worry then, now, and forever to be the alternative. For professional wrestling podcast, and that we are here to stay. Now, I know most of y'all do not have the anchor up, and that's perfectly fine. You're not hurting my feelings whatsoever. Everybody has different platforms that they use for their podcast listening means. But if you think we're simply all about ambiguous podcast, solutions.com, anchor.fm, my friend, you are sadly mistaken. You can find this podcast and all the other podcasts from the Wrestle Act Radio family on Amazon Music. And Audible. And we'd like to thank Amazon Music for partnering with us. You know, supporting the war movement. And that we greatly appreciate it. If you have Amazon Music, you can listen to our podcast all across that. Uh, the YLP Podcast, Kings of the Rings Podcast, Game Changer Podcast. And of course, Fretzelmania. And of course, the Delight Show with Manch Chapel across the entire spectrum of Amazon Music, as well as Audible. We already know you can listen to audiobooks, millions of, hundreds of thousands of audiobooks, but now you can listen to podcasts over on Audible as well, and make sure you check out the vast array of podcasts we have under the war banner. And besides that, you can listen to this podcast across several different platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbean, CastBox FM, Radio Public, Overcast, Breaker, so many, so many options, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify, bam! Search for all of our podcasts across all these different platforms, and you should have no problem finding us. 
whatsoever. And I'm going to make sure I look to the judges to make sure I fulfilled all my obligations for not only today, but this entire week. And I'm going to look over to the country of the United Kingdom. England is on the is on the board this week. And I believe uh, that Boris Johnson looked like it's giving me the thumbs up. So I am good to go for the week. Guys, this Monday, of course, is a non-pay-per-view Monday. And that means a brand spanking new episode of News of the Weekend, where I talk about all the news that's fit for me to talk about. And I'm sure I'll have plenty of options to pick from coming out of this weekend. I'm sure we'll be talking about all the ratings for SmackDown Live, AEW Dynamite, and NXT. We'll probably talk about some uh, Raw ratings as well if we get into that. And uh, probably, some, probably some news coming out of NXT. A good amount from uh, the WWE, AEW, the Indies, all that good stuff, and anything else I can find. So that should be a fantastic uh, episode this coming Monday for episode 266 of the podcast. Other than that, guys, enjoy the rest of your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. And uh, for me, I'm a happy man because Big Ten football is coming back into the fold, and my Penn State Nittany Lions are going to be going to Indiana to take on the Hoosiers. And I see no reason why the number nine team in the country can't handle business in Indiana, shutting them down. I'm going with the Penn State Nittany Lions to win as well as my Seattle Seahawks back from the bye week going to be taking on the Arizona Cardinals in a very, very key early NFC West matchup. That should be a load of fun to watch. Other than that, guys, enjoy your the rest of your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. And I'll see you guys right back here this Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for episode 266 of the YLP Podcast. See you. Go Hawks. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.